Hey everyone, I'm Tima from Shades and Pages and welcome to Brazenly Shady, your ticket to hot and unfiltered conversations about all things black romance. Tap in everybody, we're about to take y'all on a ride. Hey babes, it's uh, Sharonda Isadora and Tima. Over at Shades and Pages. Yes. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So welcome to Brazen Bait Reviews, the podcast. Um, we are here. We're in a new month. And this month we're going to be talking about polyamorous romances. Bless Walker. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's one book that we're reading today. It's not a fully black. Yeah, he's uh, uh, Latino. Yeah, he was Latino. Yeah. Can we so, just talk about how it's already freaking April? I know. Wow. I, I can't even wow. believe it. It's like. Child. I'm so glad. <laughs> I woke up the next day, April. Boom. I'm like, God damn. I know. I was just sitting up here like this is fucking crazy. Like I can't even believe it's already April, but I'm not even. It's, it's like fine. it's fine, but it's not fine. I right. just, I'm just I'm just like listen. Ugh. The year is moving too fast already. We already about to be six months in. This shit is kind of crazy to me. It right? is crazy. <laughs> um. Excuse any noise in the background if y'all hear it on my side, only because I'm in a different place. I'm in a different room recording, and it's hot as fuck. Let's get on to these books now. All right. So me and Tama decided to take on polyamorous romances this month. Um, For you guys that don't know, I mean, you should know because there's, I mean, like, come on now. It's 2021. You You can't say you don't know about nothing much no more. But anyway, um, this is a romance or a relationship between more than two people. Can be three, can be four, can be five. Child, I was watching goddamn, um, that's more polygamy. But I was watching Sister Wives. You ever watch that show? I it don't sound like something I would be interested yeah, in. Them people is crazy. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's just crazy. But um, so me and Tama decided to take on this uh, subgenre in the romance, yeah. particularly as always, we want to read more black romances that have this theme in it, or romances that have other people of color. So we found today we're going to be talking about two books. We're going to be talk by the same author. One is her pen name. The first book we're going to be reading is her actual author name. So we have two books by Katrina Jackson that we're going to and. About this Polly romance too, because it's like we all should know about Polly romance because some I of mean, us, some of us were in Polly romances before, but we just didn't know. Okay. you was even the main. You was either the main chick or the side chick. You just Listen, thinking you the main chick, but you really the side I'm chick. Hey, hey, I've been there. <laughs> Baby, they be keeping so, secrets. You be you like, know Polly, you know about Polly. Some of us wasn't aware that we were in Polly relationships. Yeah, some of us were in more than th- a three-person polyamorous <laughs> relationship. Some of us was in four or five person. Right. 
polyamorous so, relationships and ain't even know. But you know that they ghetto. Yeah, at least in these at least in these books, everyone knew what it was from the beginning. Okay, let's stop there. I I, I love that about like I read one of her other uh, polyamorous stories. Um, It was Neighborly, and what I love so much about her writing inside of these books is that she always have her, you know, the people, these characters inside of these stories they're always communicating they always know you know like it's molding the two of us you know what i mean like there's right. always some form of co- communication there's no lies there's nothing like nobody is not knowing that they are in a polyamorous relationship and right. i love that about her writing the most because especially this first book we're going to discuss is uh from scratch but the books we're going to be talking about we're talking about from scratch mm-hmm. which is under her author you know her her main author name katrina jackson and then we're going to talk about the nandy the nanny the nandy the nanny the nanny which is on uh which is under her pen name her erotic pen name which is brandy bush so let's get into um from scratch. From scratch tells the story of Mary who is a burnt out fuck all this shit <laughs> college professor. Mm-hmm. She's 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 not being offered the position of being a tenured, a tenured professor. Yeah. She's just over it and she's ready to leave and then this offer comes up from this small town that is basically on the verge of collapse and they're offering yeah. these crazy loans or these opportunities to people like to get people to to get people uh, to move to to move into the town you know so the town it's the town is like going through this redevelopment phase and mary gets this offer to um to open up a bakery because Mm -hmm. mary loves to bake she it's her passion it's her passion she's not a professional baker but I love how she described that in the book like what most black people you know you don't really like go to school to I mean, now we do, but like, you know, you don't really go to school for that because you had like a grandparent or a great grandparent that loved to bake and they taught you how to bake. So this is Mary. This is where Mary got her passion for baking. But anyway, Mary decides to pack up all her shit, Mm -hmm. say, fuck this job. And she moves to uh, Seaport. Seaport. And there she meets Knox and Santos, honey. Knox and Santos. Okay. I, I just... I liked the fact that, okay, let's start about how fitting this name was for this story. Because I feel like all three of the characters in this story, they they started from scratch. It's like they started over. It's like, okay, I didn't want to do this anymore so let's start fresh so i like i like the thought of I, I like the thought of people starting over like when life gives you lemons don't just tuck and just stay in one place and just be sorry for yourself you know there's always this chance to start over and do something new so i liked i liked that aspect when i started reading it, i was like this title is perfect i like it and i liked how mary just Mary was relatable for me because I feel like mm-hmm. as a black woman, we we really don't we really don't go after what our passion is, at least 
majority of us. I wouldn't speak for all black women, obviously. But sometimes you just feel like as a black woman, you 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 go after what's gonna make you the most money or what's gonna what's what's deemed successful or what's deemed yeah. too successful. So the fact that she realized, you know, she was unhappy at her job. And it's it's a lot of us that are at these jobs unhappy, but you're just staying because okay, the money is good, which is not a bad thing, I guess. <laughs> and then it's like we all have this passion. And when she realized she 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 capitalized on her second chance when mm-hmm. she realized that she wasn't happy, she wasn't gonna get the tenure. So you know what? Let me start over and let me let me do baking, which in culinary school which she said in the book but she had that love for baking and it just worked out and it just in the book you see this transformation where she went from being this recluse and this person and then when she went to seaport and started you know doing what she enjoyed the new mary just blossomed like a flower in the spring. Oh my God. And I like that shit. Oh my God. I love the new Mary. The new Mary is just something I think we all should aspire to be, to just be yes. like, have that fuck you attitude. And this and is what I like. Fuck your attitude in general towards everybody. Cause, and, and not like, fuck you, fuck you. But Mary was just like, listen, I got this, I'm doing this new life. I'm starting all over. I'm starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be doing the same things. I don't want to be the mild, meek Mary that everybody knew, you know, I want to be who I really am. And she was so outspoken about what she wanted. Yeah. I respected that so much about her inside of this book because she could have made the decision to, to pick between either Knox or Santos, but she didn't. She was like, fuck this. I want both, I want of, y'all. both of y'all. I want both of you. Both of you. <laughs> she said, I want both of them. I said, come on, Mary. Come on, girl. I was here for it. I was here for it. I was like, come on. But it was, it was a really well done story. Um, You know, we have Knox and Santos as well that are starting from scratch. They're both ex-military. They actually Mm -hmm. each other. What were they? Marines or something? Marines. I think, yeah, I think they were Marines. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go. (laughs) No, I was going to say they really had this really, you know, they knew each other from the military. Knox was actually the one that convinced Santos to come to Seaport because after Santos got out of the military, he wasn't, you know, it it, it wasn't working out for him. You know, as much as he loved his family and, you know, as much as we all love our family, sometimes you're like, bitch, I got to go because y'all driving me crazy. I love my sisters to death, but I only could take them hoes. In small doses, and when I say that, I say holes in a loving way because I love them. But I only can take them when I go back to the Bahamas. Two mm-hmm. weeks tops, and two weeks is pushing it. I'm gonna say a week in in two and a half days, roughly three. Because okay. I can't. I feel like I go back into uh-huh. youngest sister mode when I'm with them, and I hate that. Uh-huh. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, well, I'm pushing forty, and y'all treat me like I'm this. Yes, I'm the baby, but I ain't no goddamn baby, okay? <laughs> and I hate that. I hate... Okay, it's okay. like it's five girls. I'm the youngest out of five girls. When I go back home, it's like, oh, but team, I think you should do this. Feel, but they still treat you like the baby girl, huh? Yes! Okay. 
Tima, I think you should do this. Tima, I don't think you, girl, don't think. Don't think. Don't think. This is my life. Not think. <laughs> Thank you very Like, don't think. Thank you very much. Mind your business. It's all good. Oh, that favorite phrase. You so Americanized. Girl, bye. Oh, like, oh my God. Like, now listen. Come on now. Girl, they love to call me. You so Americanized. They oh. get mad. It is so crazy. They get mad when I buy shredded cheese and I don't buy the block cheese to grate the cheese. Bitch, why am I shred grate cheese if I can buy shredded cheese? The fuck? Like, <laughs> I don't want that shit. You know, we put a little. I mean, I'm let me buy the shredded cheese and y'all sit there and grate the block cheese then. Okay, yeah, that's what you want. Okay, right over. I just was triggered just now. Rant over. All right, let's move on, honey. Ooh, we don't want her to go have no flashbacks. Oh. <laughs> All right, so we have Knox in uh, Santos. Like I said, Knox was the one that, you know, uh, had Santos uh, come to Seaport. So Knox is the fire chief and Santos yeah. is the police chief. But you see, no, he wasn't a police chief. He was just a regular policeman, but he said he wanted to be chief within a year. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, he wanted to be chief within a did year. They have a police chief? They they did have a police chief, but I think because it was uh it was some type of, it was, they uh, had some issues, you know, corruption, so he left. Or maybe he was stressed, and I think it implied in the story like he was stressed out because of the corruption, so he left. Hmm. So, child, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> so you know, now we have these three inside of the uh, inside of t- seaport, and Mary decides that she's gonna take a. Um, that shit cracked me up when I read it. I said, "Why they always make a donuts?" But uh, <laughs> but Mary decides that she's going to take some donuts to the police station, mm-hmm. and she runs into Knox and Santos who are having their little daily coffee talk or <laughs> whatever, and they both see uh, Mary, and Mary sees them, and it's like, boom, you know. Mary was, was like, over here. <laughs> Mary was like, I want them. She was like, ooh, this is, she said, I want them. <laughs> Mary was like, bitch, I want both of y'all. She was looking them up and down like, listen, y'all look good. I'll take my fucking chocolate. And I'll take some motherfucking vanilla with a little, you know, swirl in it. I'll take it, honey. I was like, come on, Mary. <laughs> Mary was <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? I could call Santos butter pecan, honey, because he was, Woo! That's my favorite ice cream, butter pecan. Woohoo! Come yeah. on. So she had chocolate what? and she had butter pecan and she wanted both. And I was like, come on. Ain't nothing wrong with like, I liked how they both like was interested in her mm-hmm. and so calm with it like shit we gonna have to fight they were like Jackie Christie let's just fight <laughs> well you know I like that they were <laughs> was, they was like we gonna see who she they was like we gonna see who she picked you understand it was but very but they were such good friends because yes. like well you know what Who whoever she chooses ain't gonna be no hard feelings but right. I know most of motherfuckers was like ooh she that's, better not pick him that's how I knew like something was brewing between them because yeah. their friendship yeah. was so like relaxed and it was just like 
do they like? I was, I texted one. I was like, I think North and Santos like each other. She was like, do North and Santos like each other? I was, I was like, like girl, yes, they do. They really, yeah. really do. It was, and I feel like it was more Santos who was like more interested. Uh, where, whereas you can tell he was interested, Knox was clueless as hell. Yeah, you, I feel like he was clueless as hell. But when the when it was brought up, he was like, "Wait, this might not be too bad. I might like this shit." He really you know? was. He really was so clueless. He was like a cute clueless. But I was like, "Now, Knox." Nah. <laughs> I Nox was like, "I wait." Can this be a thing? I mean, if it is a thing, I don't have any problems with it. But can this be a thing? And yeah. they were both like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was so crazy. It was crazy. It was so crazy how it never really, both of them obviously were bisexual. Both of them were interested yeah. in men and women. But it's yeah. so crazy how them being interested or being in any type of relationship together was not even thought of until Mary was like, yeah, so is your dick gonna get hard when he says, Sergeant? Yeah, but Mary was the one that kind of like brought it to the forefront for them. Like, y'all, y'all don't see this chemistry that y'all have? Like, y'all don't see it? And then you have both like, it, I, I thought it was so cute how Santos caught on first. It was just like, yeah, I've kind of like always been attracted to him, but he didn't want to like ruin the relationship. So he was like the relationship that he and Knox had. So he was, he kind of just like, he knew it, but he just kind of like buried it, I guess. Cause he was just like, you know, it is what it is. But Mary was like, y'all don't see this shit. Y'all don't see it. Santos <laughs> been want to choke on Knox's dick. He been want to choke on the dick from day one. That's why he caught on to that shit fast. He was like, okay. He, she is saying, your dick get hard when I call you. She sure did. He was like, I'm going to go ahead and spell this out for your slow ass. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? He been want to choke on the dick like from a long time. So, <laughs> he probably was like, yes. Yes, somebody said it. I'm so done with you. Come on. I was, but it was like it, it just it was like a light bulb instantly for Santos. Santos was like, "Yeah, listen, we could do all three of us. I had no problem with it." But I loved how they were both so comfortable with they their sexuality together. When they hot together, I like them. They the was poly. Tell you something, my Hindu was hot. I was like, girl, it was hot. I was hoping, I was hoping for penetration between Knox and Santos on the pages, but you know what? I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> I we didn't have it, we, we didn't have it, we didn't I'm have it, like, but I'm glad, I'm glad that she had it where they had some type of connection because I feel yeah. like. We go inside of these stories, especially like these stories with these romance stories with these threesomes. You got this woman in his bed with these two men. And they, they ain't even kissing each other. Like, not even, they, they, it's not even, they, they not even touching each other. They not even like clashing. Like, come on. I that feel like, make no sense. I feel like being in a poly relationship with two straight men mm -hmm. and just one woman is defeating the purpose why you got two men who ain't even kissing each other, who ain't even touching each other. I feel like it works better yeah. with 
bisexual men and a woman because if you got two men and you ain't so you ain't even gonna touch and you ain't gonna stroke you ain't gonna do nothing why are you here just go leave leave you don't need to be here you're wasting it find somebody else it needs two by i prefer two bisexual men i'm just gonna let you rent because you in full rent right now like okay i'm just gonna sit over here like ooh, she is bad (laughs) okay rap is over no but you're completely right it does make sense like i don't understand like i always used to read these romances where you had like the two men and the women and it just never it it boggled my mind how the stories were written when it came to the sex scenes because it was just like you mean to tell me these three people getting heated hot i mean like you know because you when you're on the um thing of sexual you know um throws you kind of like hey (laughs) but um you know, when you in the throes of like a sexual like a heat passion. like that, a passion like these get child, these get and I mean these can get really goddamn. I'm gonna slip up and kiss this dude <laughs> when you you just heated. Like I'm gonna slip up and kiss you because right. Like, <laughs> Why are you here? I'm just telling you. I'm just gonna repeat it. I just never understood how they went into these scenes. And you mean to tell me these they dicks ain't touching at all? Right. Like you're not noticing it, and it gets boring when you have one person when, when one man is getting his dick sucked, and then one man is fucking. That is boring. But that's that typical. Boring. It's boring because it's typical. That's a typical threesome sex scene, and it's just like y'all, how y'all booty butt naked with each other with this woman, and y'all be to tell me y'all ain't y'all ain't kissing, y'all ain't touching, ain't nothing slide through like somebody. <laughs> Like you, like your friend there uh, having sex with her, and you just sitting there watching it, waiting for your turn. What the fuck? No, no, no. I need for you to be an active participant. Go in. Go all in. If you already committed to a threesome, obviously you freaky enough. Go to distance. God damn, who's singing that song? Go to distance. It was from Hercules, the cartoon. Anyway, whatever. What the man name? What the man name? Who had the long hair? And then he cut it. It just just makes more sense. Like the more I read polyamorous relationships, especially where you have like bisexual people in it, you know, it just makes more sense when it comes to the sex scenes. It just really does. Because then you, for me as a reader, you feel you feel like a real connection between between the characters. You know what I mean? Because they're all involved, they're all sharing it, yes. they're all sharing the space. So it just makes more sense, you know. So yeah, I'm I'm here for it, you know. But girl, <laughs> those sex scenes is hot as fuck. I was like, woo, child, let me go get some water because it was it was, it was I you know what? It was very hot and and yeah. this is where my um this is where my issue came in with mm-hmm. this. Um, I did love, like I said, the bisexual representation. I love that she was plus size. I love that she was yes. plus size. I love that too. Like, and I love um, that she made her. She was plus size, and we yeah. didn't have to read about. I have no problem right. with Arthur's putting that on page, but I feel like sometimes when we come to plus size romances or just plus size characters in general. It's always the story is always so focused on the person's 
fatness or their bigness. Oh, and I'm so like, big. Can we just have these people be in the story. <laughs> like, what is going on? You know, there's people out there that's big, and these motherfuckers is happy. Okay, they ain't yeah. like my sister's I, a plus size, and when I tell you the stuff that she be wearing. I'd be like, okay, sexy girl. My sister don't play. You understand what I'm saying? Right. She'd be out on everything. Like, she's happy with herself. Exactly. And I feel like... And we not all about women out here just, oh my God, I'm so fat. Nobody's gonna love me. They'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna sit on his face and if he die, he die, bitch. <laughs> it is what it is. And there's nothing wrong with making a character like, you know... Uh, you know, question sometimes her stomach. You know, you look this shit. I look down at my stomach, and I be like, "Ooh, bitch!" But you know, it's, yeah. it's I feel like sometimes we <laughs> shit. I don't me too. Uh, <laughs> but I just feel like you know, we go inside of these stories, and it, and the stories just kind of like it's 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 too much. You know, it's like we're making these characters miserable, and for why? Especially when you have so many body positive women out here now, rather they're fat. Skinny, you know, in between, you know, we have a lot of body, you know, happily body positive women out here. And I don't think we should be having these stories so much that, you know, reflect so much on their misery as being, you know, too skinny or too fat or, you know, you just, you know, like, you know, like, fuck that shit. For them people that want to go out there and get all that shit done, you want to look like an Instagram model, that's your motherfucking business. You know what I mean? Big girls out here getting hammed up and everything. <laughs> Don't think big girls ain't out here getting hammed up and sexed up because they are. But everybody. <laughs> that's the problem. You know, you read these, I mean, you know, you read these books and you read these websites and these articles and, and shit and you wouldn't think that they, that they aren't but people got to realize sometimes people don't even want to be in a fucking relationship sometimes you just you just you just need a break and sometimes that's really just it you know what i mean period you just want to get your rocks off there are people out there that just want to get their rocks off they ain't want to be in a relationship <clears throat> Girl, I'm but anyway this i feel like this book um some scenes should have been a little more fleshed out for me. Like their relationship, it it, it happened really quick for me. Hmm. It was like immediate. It was it was just like immediate. Like it came out of nowhere. You know, I thought it was gonna be a little bit of build up, but it was just like bam. I didn't mind it. I didn't. I actually, for me, I really didn't mind the way they kind of like hooked up. I didn't mind their relationship at all. Like the way how it started and how they got yeah. there. <laughs> I didn't yeah. mind it at all because if they all, um, you know, like if they all are new to this town, you know what I mean, and they're all starting over. It's like I, I, I had no problem with it. Like I thought it was just like shit. Fuck it. We all here. We all new. Yeah, you know, we all want to, you know, we all want to get the bumping, so let's get the bumping. <laughs> I, I mean, I see how you can feel that way because they did have like healthy, I feel like they did have healthy communication in this relationship where they talked about everything. Yeah. But for me, I liked that, but I also feel like the relationship developed way too quickly for me. Okay. Right. Especially with it being a poly relationship. I'm gonna need to think. But but then again, she knew what the hell she wanted. So right. that's the difference. And, but I still feel was, like it just was rushed to me. Right. And that was that was gonna be my counterpoint. I just feel like because Mary knew what she wanted from John, yeah. like, had no qualms about letting these 
excuse me, letting these men know that, hey, I want both of y'all and I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick and choose between the both of y'all. Both of y'all gonna come up in here. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like because Mary knew exactly what she wanted, there was really no and and once Knox and Santos kind of like the idea settled in their head that yeah, yeah they can have her together. It was like shit, girl, draws and panties off. Let's go. <laughs> Just like, okay, I was here for it. I had no problem with it. I can see how you feel that way. I, yeah. I, still... I think you know, I think a lot of people had an issue with that. You know, they didn't, they felt like you know, the relationship developed too quickly. But yeah. it was Mary, Mary was firm in what she wanted, and she wasn't gonna take no from an answer for an answer. Yeah, but Mary knew that these two were attracted to each other. She saw it, she was like, Yeah, see it. So she was like, "Yeah, I, I want both of y'all, and y'all gonna y'all gonna want each other, and we all gonna be in this happy little, you know, we gonna be in this happy yeah. little relationship, and we yeah. gonna be happy and fucking. That's it. I was I was here for Mary. I wish Mary was like, I, let's I, just I fuck. I was like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, but I I love the confidence that she gained. Yeah. Story. I also love the confidence that both uh, Knox and Santos gained in the story. You know what I mean? More so Knox because of what Knox." came from you know mm-hmm. he had an abusive background so i like that they were all just like again open and honest i love again i'm always going to say about katrina jackson's stories is that she always put these healthy communications between her characters yeah, i and like that about it and i'm here okay. for that like let's see more of that shit okay <laughs> so i had another issue uh-huh i feel like the conflict mm-hmm it came out of thin air. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I definitely. I was like, I, I, was, I don't know, because <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, nothing was said about who saw them in their little threesome. Nothing was said to bring up the fact that somebody had a problem with it. Like, who saw them? Did someone see them kissing? Did someone hear them fucking? Like, it just came out of nowhere. And then the person who reported them was in a gay relationship so it's like you really but that part I understood that I understood that because we do have that that's just like how black people judge other black people that shit can be true in the in the in the uh lgbtq yeah but you know what I mean you're ridiculed also. So you shouldn't want to do the same thing to somebody else. And people look at you funny too. Right. You know, so it's like right. you should be understanding to somebody that's in an unorthodox relationship. Right. Because basically some people feel that you're in one too. Right. So that was like, but I was trying to figure out where he came from to even report them because nothing was, nothing was, on the pages in the book where somebody saw them together. I don't think they were in public doing anything. So it was like, where does this come from? But I think it was more kind of like, it had kind of like that small town secret thing, you know, (laughs) motherfuckers being in the background, gossiping and shit, talking about you. You know what I mean? It could have came from that. But I understood the point of the the gay gentleman from the town, you know, judging them. Because that shit happens, you know what I'm saying? You have you have gay people, like you have like uh, gay men 
that judge transgender men and women. You know, you have that. So that can definitely be a thing, you know. True, true. I mean, so it doesn't necessarily, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily always have to be like a race thing where, you know, you have black people judging other black people and Latinx people judging other Latinx people. You know, that can be like in a community as well, you know, especially, like I say, in the LGBTQ community. You know, you have that where you have, you know, gay men and lesbian women who might judge you know, you have you do have some bisexual people, you know, especially men that will say that they are judged because they like men and women. True. And they are judged True. from within the LGBTQ community because people are just like you either have to be gay or you have to be lesbian. You can't be transgender, you can't be bisexual. What is all this extra shit? You know what I mean? So okay. I, I get that. I'm the reasoning, but it still came out of nowhere because it just I was like, oh, what now? Newspaper article? <laughs> I was like, where did this come from? I think she wanted to give us that kind of like that third act conflict or that final conflict, which I felt like, I agree with you on that. I kind of felt like it wasn't needed because I just felt like because we had this this kind of like free-flowing relationship between Knox, Mary, and uh, Santos, we didn't need. We didn't need it. Just no. give us the happy in the fucking. And I'm listen. I'm here for it. I don't need. I think she wanted to give us a third act conflict, and that's fine. But I feel like in this story, it wasn't needed. It was kind of unnecessary. I'm just gonna say that because <laughs> it's like. It came out of nowhere. Everything was yeah. going fine. It's like... Yeah, they just settled in. And, and but, you know, you have to think about it. They are in a small town. And, you know, they're in a small southern town. <laughs> you know what I mean? So things are going to hit a little bit different, especially when everybody finds out, like, oh, they fucking. Like, you got the, what did she say? The baker, the the fire chief, and the police officer. So, you right. Know, so that gives you like a little small southern town scandal. You know what I mean? So I got it, but I do agree with you on that part. I think it was, for me, it was kind of like unnecessary, but I understood it. <laughs> you know? It came out of nowhere. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I but, didn't. You know, it, it, it was, you know, I just love the story in general. Yeah, I the story love, was good. Yeah, I love the the relationship between uh Knox, Mary, and Santos. And I'm just gonna say like the communication in this story yeah. for me is key. Like, like they it. just had open conversations like so we all fucking and, you know it wasn't to that effect. But you well, know yes, yes it was that yes it was to that effect because Mary was like so can we talk I'm like yes it was don't even lie Santos <laughs> and Knox was like you know then she was a little freak, you know, like what, what I should say, little freak, a little freak, you know, she was a little freak. So I was, yeah, she was, you know, and I was, just, but the communication in the story was key for me. I like that they all sat down, like they went to dinner and they was like, we gonna do this, you know. And Mary said, okay, let's fuck. She really, <laughs> let me tell you something. Mary was so ready to come out the motherfucking clothes when she got in that damn house. I Mary was Mary walked through the door, shirt off. Ah damn, Mary, can we talk? No, Mary was like, where the shower at? <laughs> I 
I was here for it. And then Knox said, shower big enough for three people. God damn it, let's do this, Mary. Mary was all excited. Listen, she was like, I didn't get tenure. I was miserable. I am getting my happy back. Period. <laughs> Period, poo. <laughs> she wasn't playing. No, she I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. It, it wasn't really... It just well, shows how... Go ahead. Sorry. It was a really well-rounded kind of novella story. You know what I mean? Not even kind of, but it was a novella-length story. So it was a really well-rounded novella story. Outside of that kind of like third act conflict, you know, this was a good book. Yeah. It, and, and it shows just how your life changes when you're happy. You're not miserable. Right. So it's, like your, it's like your aura changes. It's like everything changes around you. And Mary... When she made that decision, and it, it was like her not getting tenure was a blessing for her. Yes. Come on. Another yeah, thing I, I did like was the friendship. I liked how her friends were, you know, supportive of her in her poly relationship. I did like that they wasn't judgmental. You understand? They were they yeah. were very supportive. And I, yeah. I, I like that about it. I just love books with healthy, like friendships between black women like where the loyalty the support i love love that and i did like that about this book like her friends nobody was like girl you fucking two man what uh, you know what no one had anything negative to say but her getting pounded by two niggas yeah, i mean two men nobody said anything but I, I like that too. I loved Mary's relationship with her friends, how she was just able to call them and how they had just like such good advice for her. Rather it was her relationship with Knox and Santos or rather it was her business. Like she had a friend that gave her a fucking business plan. Like bitch, do ABC, right. do it this way and you gonna win. And she followed that plan and it worked for her. So I loved it. I love, again, I, I kudos to black women. How about that? Kudos to black women out here with the plan, helping out our friends. Ours. I love that about us. Yes, I love I'm saying that. like we supportive. Yeah. We support each other. We all we goddamn got at the end of the day. We oh, all we got. That's it. <laughs> I go hard. I go hard for my black women because. If we don't go hard for each other, nobody else is going to oh go hard for us. We, so we have to support each other. Yeah. So I, I love that. that. I love seeing that on page. I'm, I'm, and I'm glad that we're seeing it more, especially in romances. We're seeing, like, you know, more healthy relationships with black women. Because I feel like, you know, we get these relationships. And I'm not saying that black women can't be petty and some fucked up individuals. Yes, we can. Black women can't be petty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like petty is within us. <laughs> but I feel like, you know... You gotta bring out the petty, though. Well, you know. But I right. feel like, you know, especially, like, in romance, you know, we gotta have these relationships between black women that With are money. just not healthy. And, right. that's, not, and that's not for true. It's not, it's, it's not true. It's not no. true. No. The can relationship. You know, we all have healthy relationships with this. Yeah. Us, you know, and, uh, it's some trifling. It's some trifling uh, uh, women out there. But then it's trifling people everywhere. Yeah, I'm you know what I'm saying? Because I got two, three, four of them right now that I'm ready to. Anyway, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. 
y'all don't mind me. I'm out here just talking about the side of my neck today, but I'm just saying. But anyway, she be out of control, y'all. She be out of control. I really liked this book. Yeah, I, I had issues, but overall, mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, same. Overall, I liked it. I think this was just a really good book that, uh, especially that, really expounds on healthy uh, relationships. You know, healthy sexual relationships between people you know what I mean as long as everybody in the relationship knows what's going on yeah you know and I like everybody more more black people are starting to are starting to enter into poly relationships knowingly I'm have to put that out there knowingly you know so it's good to see it on the pages it's good to see stories because a lot of a lot of black people are starting to you know dabble in poly relationships and we and we gotta see that because i mean not everybody not everyone's desire is to be married with with one person for the rest of their life some of us want some people want two three four and it's and and you know what and that's fine once all parties involved are on the same page but you know what? That's a society thing. That is a society thing of pushing this, this, uh, this, this thing of a dual marriage or a dual relationship onto people. You know, it only has to be two of y'all. And at the end of the day, we know that's not for facts. Like we are human. We are going to be, you know, sometimes attracted more, you know, to more than one person. We are going to want to be with more than one person. But again, especially over here in the States, it's that society thing. It's just like, oh, all of y'all in a relationship together? Like, ew, what is that? And it's just like, okay, but you sitting up here talking shit to me. At least I know who me and my my people are fucking. You don't even know your man out here with his dick and air thing and everybody. You know what I mean? Everywhere. It's like, you know, I think people tend to be too judgmental when it comes to polyamorous relationships. But you're being judgmental and you out here being fucked around and cheated on. It's like... It's like, come on. But you rather be fucked around and cheated on just so you could walk around like, well, at least I'm not doing that. Well, again, bitch, at least I know who me and my people fucking who... You don't even know who. Exactly. (laughs) Like, you know... So, and I think this is why we have so, you know, this shit leads to so much conflict and divorce. But again, you know, even in polyamorous relationships, you have to have that open communication. Like, what's going on here? You know, and if we're going to bring anyone in, is it just going to be us three or us four or whatever? You know, it always has to be that open communication. And that's with any relationship. Because if y'all ain't talking, how the well, it's just going to all fall apart, <laughs> you know? And I can't so, sit here and say I've never been in a poly relationship because if your boy Aldis and Yaya come and say they want to get with me, it is on like Donkey Kong. I'm going to be in the middle of these two sexy black men and I ain't going to say, I'm going to look at, I ain't going to say nothing because I'm going to be in hog heaven, okay? Damn it. <laughs> I I would listen. I'm at the point right now where I will never rule anything out because you just don't know. You just don't know where you're going to be at at that point in your life. If if a situation come up on you like that, she you might well be. She just ain't bad, you know. Again, especially everybody is talking and saying, "Hey, this is what this is it." Shout out. I 
have no problem with sharing our two dicks as long as all that those two dicks in this vagina knows <laughs> that once it stays in the bubble, us three. Once those two dicks stay, in, I can't. I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'll never be in a poly relationship. I don't think anybody should never. <laughs> I, I think we all should, especially where we're at right now, just as the world and as a society. I don't think anybody should be questioning, uh, you know, what their next move is going to be and how they're going to handle you know, a next move when it comes knocking on a door, because you just don't know how you're going to handle it. Like, I know oh, I'm not. Yeah. I know, well, bitch, how you know? How I'd, be like, I'd be like, nah, let me table that and get back to you later, because I don't know. <laughs> Listen, there's some things you can stand firm on, and then there's some things you're going to be like, well, you know, that's not pr- that's not a goddamn bad idea. Let me just go ahead and try it. You know, like, come you on. Say- and then it, it depends on who it is. So I say, you say, who won't be in the poly? I'm answering you on site. Immediately, I ain't got to think about nothing. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah. Girl, let me tell you something. All right, so let's move on to our next book. We both pretty much enjoyed this book. Loved it. Um, highly recommend it. I liked it. I had no issues with it. Me neither. All right, so let's move on to the next one. <laughs> the next one is The Nanny. And again, this is under her pen name, Brandy Bush. So The Nanny, we have uh, we have another polyamorous relationship. Um, but they are already together. They yeah, are we had an established couple. Yeah, these, this is couple. an established couple. And they have two children. We have two children inside of the story. And the purpose of the name of this story, the nanny, is because, um, what was her name? Was it Simone? What's her name? Yeah, her name was Simone. Her name was Simone. Simone. Right. So Simone was, uh, Simone is actually the kid's mother. But um, the purpose or the name of the book, the nanny, is because, because they are in this, uh, polyamorous relationship. People are always assuming that Simone is the nanny of these two kids because, you know, obviously her husbands are bisexual. Right. But, um, you know, people are assuming, like, oh, she must be the nanny to this, you know, this gay couple. Yeah. When that's not even for true, you know, if that's not even for facts. But, anyway, so we have this story where these three are um, they're already in a relationship, and the issues comes inside of this story is because Simone is starting to um, really get tired of people assuming that she is the nanny, and she's also stressed out from school and from work. So it's a whole lot of stuff going on inside of this book. I'm just going to say right off the bat, I like this book, but Simone got on my goddamn nerves. I really just wanted her to... to I w- <laughs> She was fucking complaining. (laughs) She was complaining. And I ain't like it. I just wanted her to just start cussing people out. Like telling like, little bitch, these are not, I'm not the fucking nanny. These are my fucking kids. And why are you minding my business anyway? That's how I wanted her to be. But because I I don't know. I just I just thought she was just for me, I thought she was doing too goddamn much. I started a big book. (laughs) I thought she was. I liked, like I said, I liked that it was a, an established couple before mm-hmm. and they just added somebody into the couple. I right. do, um, and I did like that the men, the men actually had sex with each other. I like that. 
Yeah, we actually I like to see that on the page. Yes. It was it wasn't just kissing, it was yeah, it was some penetration that I appreciated. Thank you very much. But Simone Okay, the kids was cute. Them kids was grown. You understand? That's some grown. that little boy. That little boy was like, child, I'm so tired. Yeah, he was grown. Child, that okay. little boy was like, I'm so tired of people questioning my goddamn mother. Like, I feel like if he was older, he was going to start cussing people out. Like, listen, stop it. <laughs> I, he was a respectable kid. Yeah. So not the BL. But I, I was like, listen. There was very, I feel like as a, as a, troop, what they call it, troopal? As a yeah, they were very supportive of each other. I liked how they talk, they had a system going. They 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 communicated very well. I like that. Yes. But mm-hmm. Simone, she was relatable, but she also got on my goddamn nerve. You understand what I'm saying? It was like she 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 came from a point of okay, us being uh mothers or us being black women who who just fall under that strong woman mentality that we have to do everything that we don't and and the fact that every time they say we can help you and she refused to help i wanted to slap up girl what is you doing why these men's and them trying to help you and you but i just i i I don't need no help yes you do you're late all the time girl but let me tell you something when they say she was a habitual she was late i was triggered because let me tell you something I can't be on time if somebody freaking pay me. I <laughs> tried every goddamn thing, and I, a bitch is always late. Always. And what is wrong with me? Let <laughs> me question yourself like that. That that's my sister. Like, I'm not a habitual late person, but I can be late to things. Um, but uh, that is my sister. We always tell my sister like this: you're gonna be late for your own goddamn funeral because you. Girl, we have to tell her like when we have events, we have to give her the time two hours before because we already know this whole gonna be late. So, I mean, she was relatable in that aspect. I agree with you. And then, and then when it comes to you know doubting yourself and it because and that let me tell something, someone Mm -hmm. was was Mm -hmm. so relatable to me because she was scared to take this this test and and I've been putting off taking my CPA for years because I'm afraid I I'm afraid to take it because I feel like I'm a fail but how the hell I know if I'm a fail if my dumb ass don't take the test like it's I feel I feel that was a moon it's like I felt I felt it. It was relatable. I was like, God dang, Simone is... But she, she made this relatable character, right? Yes. Um, she made Simone that was this woman. She was she was stressed out, and she and she needed help. She had she the help. But she take all, it. Right. She refused to take it. Yes, exactly. She didn't want to take it because of what people thought of her relationship with these men and her children. Right. And I understand yeah. that because you can be living with some doubt, you know what I mean? I just felt like, okay, sis, I understand you going through it. I get it. I understand it. But what what getting pregnant going to help? What that going to sound, Simone? You already stressed out. You already late. Imagine oh, three kids. Where you going to be late as fuck? How about that? You ain't going to show up. I wanted to, I, let me tell you something. I wanted to box my Kindle. Because I was like, is she serious? And then they were like, well, we don't have no room. We can't really. We, they we were like, we it. it. It was 
was like, we can't afford it, Simone. We ain't got no room. Well, we can do this, Simone. They say they can't fucking afford it. I was like, girl, what is it? it? She came off as a burden, as a hinder, a hindrance when she started bringing up this baby. I was like, you ain't hear these dudes say they can't afford this shit. But my thing is, you know what I was thinking when she said that? I am not going to lie. When she said that, I was like, well, if you think these people think you're the nanny to two kids, don't you think they're going to be, think you're going to be the nanny to three? You're going to be the nanny to all three of them. What That's what we're going to do. Like, what makes you think having another baby is going to is gonna make anything better, girl. You already struggling, and you want the next child to the man. It's it makes me think of these women who feel like when their relationship is going mm-hmm. sour, the best thing that you need to do is to add a child to it, girl. You ain't know a child gonna make it worse. Make it worse, honey. <laughs> and I love that they. I love that they were just like, no, like we have a plan. You're going to finish your master's, your PhD, whatever she was doing. You're going to finish that. We said a year. You're going to finish that. Listen, girl, we got our plan. You're supposed to finish your goddamn degree. Okay. Yeah. We're supposed to get the fuck up out of this expensive ass apartment in New York. And we're supposed to be in the suburb, suburbs making little brown, little gat tooth, little raggedy ass babies. Okay. Little bad ass babies. That's how we're supposed <laughs> baby to be. Baby kids. Baby kids. <laughs> we're talking about something now. You want to bring another one? Another one? Girl, no. They was what? like, no, girl, they they were so firm with it. They fucked her ass into submission. Okay. The little, boy, like, no. the little boy already telling them she was late again. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I I totally agree with you on the forefront of Simone. She was a totally relatable, relatable woman. She was oh. you had small kids. And you're trying to do everything. But at the end of the day, Simone also had fucking help. Simone had two fucking had husbands. Two mans. Hey, two mans and them. Two goddamn husbands that just, was just like, what do we need to do? And because she felt like people thought she was the nanny, she felt like, well, I just would to I don't want to. I wanted to be like, see, she needed one of her friends to come up on here and give her a good ass smack and be like, bitch, what is you doing? You like, like me. fucking men. They fucking you good. They feeding you good. They taking care of the kids and all this other shit. And you out I here been like, I do everything. Bitch, I wish I would. I wish I'd I would. Like, I'd be like, dudes, them don't even want to help you. And you got two men. Try- right. Girl, I said, you so stupid, dummy. Just big dummy. That's right. <laughs> just one of them. And you, you had two men. Two do you men. I can, I mean, these men are helping you. They want to help you. They're encouraging you to get your degree. Dudes, them don't want girl. What? Oh, the, the goddamn audacity. Girl, the are you not embarrassed? <laughs> the audacity. I was like, this girl is the audacity. So mad. I was just like, I cannot believe her. And then every time I feel like every time she got stressed out, and then it started to be where even where it was. Uh, school or or just people again assuming she's the nanny. It she came home and she was just like, "Can we have a baby?" I was like, "Bitch, no!" <laughs> I was like, no, they said no. They said no. What are you doing, Simone? What are you doing? I think this story was more focused on her than the actual uh, men. Like where we had from stretch, where we had like yeah. 
focused on all three of them. But yeah. I feel like with the nanny, this story was more of a Simone story. Like we had these two minutes out of the story, but it was Simone that was more on the stage. I mean, on page. So if y'all hear us talking more about Simone, this, this is exactly what it was. Because this was all about Simone. Like these men were just supportive I mean, they, they yeah. were supportive characters for her, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I wanted to fight her through the whole book. I was just like, I don't even know what she's doing. Like, I just wanted her to stop. Like, she was just doing the most. She was. The most. And it really angered me because I was like, girl, you really think having a baby going to change? Girl, you already are struggling. Like, girl, stop it. And, and again, like you said, she really didn't have to struggle because she had the help from the two men in her life. They were just like, we are here to help you. We were, we told you we can send somebody to the school to pick the kids up. I mean, these men were making time to come home. Like, even though the one that was the, the owner of the gallery, he was always, you know, he was another late one. But, mm -hmm. you know. They made time to get home so they could spend time with their family. So I appreciated that as well. But they actually were just like, we are here to help you. You don't have to do this by yourself. I don't even really think she fully got it. I mean, no. and I think she says that, like, towards the end of the story, like, she still had her moments where she struggled with kind of like, you know, not help. taking everything on her own. Mm -hmm. But... You know, it was just like, Simone, you're doing too goddamn much. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was just like, no, girl, no. So I like this story. I, I just, I don't know. I, I think Simone, yeah, I agree. Simone she was a relatable character, but she really was like that annoying. She, yeah, was, she was very, she was a very annoying character. I, I, I don't understand her thing. And my thing is like, I understand that you want you don't want to be rude to people in front of your kids, but let me tell you something. There's a nice, nasty way to cuss people out. That made that them teachers that was questioning her. Listen, only thing you doing is teaching my kids. You ain't in my relationship, okay? Yeah. Anything outside of you talking to me about my goddamn kids, listen, bitch, I'll be an hour late. They my 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 husband's honey. Is paying a hefty fee, right? Okay, you do you you know how you get people like that? Do you ask these white women when they when they be like picking up their kids? You know, sometimes you just gotta be nasty, nice to people. That shut them up real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the nasty nice. I, I I struggle with nasty nice. The nice is is very 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 limited, and I feel like nasty takes. Presidents. <laughs> what it was with Simone, people were judging her and being rude to her because, in my opinion, she allowed it. She didn't. She didn't limit. It's not like they didn't have family members around them that didn't accept them as an established couple. Yeah, her parents, his, uh, both her husband parents were fine with what they had going on. Yeah. So anybody outside of your family, fuck them people. <laughs> Teachers fuck too. Fuck them people. You know? them. So, true. True that. I get it. And that might not just be her stilo to be, you know, because sometimes people are like that. You know, they don't like being, you know, nasty, nice to people. 
and that's fine. But sometimes you have to put people in their place. And I feel like a lot of people is doing too much in that book towards her, especially that white lady in that elevator. Because I'm like, bitch, you listen, take your little red uh, lipstick and your little blonde string of hair and move on somewhere, okay? Like, gone. Like that little boy <laughs> when she said, oh, y'all living. Da, 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 can't, eh? that, and the little girl was like, yeah. And the son was like, don't tell strangers where we live. Yeah, that's how he's manish. He's so manish. He's so manish. I like him. I like that little boy. He was like, don't tell strangers where we live at. She's a stranger. We don't know that lady. But it was it 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 was a it was a nice it was an okay story. I do yeah. say Simone. Simone kind of Simone kind of ruined it. Simone kind of like made it less she enjoyable. Made it hard for me to enjoy this story. Again, this is another book where the sex scenes were off the chart. And again, yeah, the, sex scenes like were good. the actual the men in the relationship again having contact on page we get more contact between the men in the story because they were already established couple before simone came in mm-hmm. so you know just them being on page having sex all three of them that shit was hot as fuck katrina jackson always be like yeah sex scenes. I'm like, yeah i enjoyed what you over there doing or what what you over there watching but can you share the formula <laughs> What I want to know, Katrina, is this from experience? Because <laughs> 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 no, you're doing yes. it's good, 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 good. And I want to know, is it from experience or you just have a vivid imagination? Girl, I like vivid ima- na- imaginations. I like Either the- or let us know. Thank but- you. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day the nanny was enough it was a good read it was we a good had read. issues with it but uh yeah, yeah simone could have been less frustratingly annoying yeah but it, it was still a good story mm-hmm. um so i mean for the both part for the most part i love both these books i mm-hmm. think katrina jackson is one of those authors that does polyamorous uh, very well, very well. She really, really does them really well. And again, I'm gonna say it like the 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 communication was key for me. Top. It was top of, Yeah, inside of both these books, both and of them. Just seeing the sex on page between all three people, like nobody's left out. <laughs> again, top tier. I, I just think she does a really good job of uh, you know, giving us, you know, happy, healthy, um, polyamorous couples inside mm-hmm. of her. Uh, I like that. I'm here for that. Also, I'm going to read Neighborly. I think you that's should, my... Oh my god, girl. Neighborly. It's been, it's been in my Kindle. I'm going to read that this week. Neighborly was the first book I read by her, and girl, I was here for that shit. I, and this is like an older couple and a younger couple. Girl, you're going to love that shit. That shit. I, I read... The, my first read from Katrina was Grand Theft New Year's Eve. That was good. That shit was good. <laughs> You know what I love the most about it? She had a big ass feet hero. I mean heroin. And you know my feet big as hell, y'all. Like I wear 10, 10 and a half. You know, so that shit made me. <laughs> I was like, we got big feet. Somebody get this lady. Somebody get this damn lady. <laughs> I said, we got big feet, but listen, but for real. I was yeah, an eight I- and a half before I got pregnant. So after I got pregnant, no. my feet were 10. Yes. 
Girl, you went from an eight and a half to a ten. That's why I tell my son, I say, you don't know what I went through with you. Girl, I be throwing that in the- <laughs> I say, you, I say, Karen, you don't know what I went through with you. I could have, I kind of, I I know you're not blaming that baby for your big feet. I don't blame him, but I just, I just saying it ain't your fault. But I just saying before I had you, I was an eight and a half. <laughs> somebody get this lady. Somebody get her. And I always tripping because we recorded when I was in labor because I was in labor with him for 22 hours. We recorded it, and when I played it back one day when I was just watching it, he was like, "Mommy, what happened? Why he was so? Why he was crying?" And I'm sitting like. You, your big ass. <laughs> I'm like, you ain't see that. You ain't see my belly big. That's you in there. Oh <laughs> but anyway, Francis New Year's Eve was I, that was my first read from Katrina, and I enjoyed that. And I mean, it gave me Lil Kim vibes because she wore all these different type of wigs, and mm-hmm. it was just sexy, thrilling. Exciting! It was like it gives me uh, Ocean's Eleven vibes. It was just amazing. If you, so if you like, you guys know that is more of a multicultural romance, <laughs> well, it's a racial romance because the hero is Asian American. Yeah, but Asian if y'all had read my review on it, you would have seen how much I loved it. I don't know if yeah. people use anymore. I'm yeah. just saying that was me being shady, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> But my page is shades and pages. You think the shades was just for lipstick? <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> to end, uh, shout out to Katrina Jackson. Shout out to Katrina. For giving us amazing polyamorous stories. I girl. do want to answer that question, though. <laughs> I can go up in that lady deal. Katrina, <laughs> <laughs> I will spare you. I will not DM you because I'm known for DMing Arthur. I will spare you, Katrina. I will not DM you. But if you want to tell me, I will not listen or read. But shout out to Katrina. I I I I really enjoyed these reads. I I had my little issues, but outside of that, it was still enjoyable. It was still it was still a good read. Yeah, they both were enjoyable. Uh, Again, you guys want polyamorous romances with healthy communication, banging, and I mean headborn banging sex. Then definitely check out Katrina Jackson, Grandy Bush. from scratch and the nanny. Yes. And we ain't talking about Fran the nanny. <laughs> no, we ain't talking about <laughs> Fran. Child. We don't think Fran would know what to do with two big old dicks, girl. Hey, big old dicks. Okay. Um, <laughs> Alright, but that is it for us, y'all. Oh, thank Bye, y'all guys. For listening and sticking through. We will talk to y'all on the next one. Bye-bye. <laughs> If you're at the end of this episode, we appreciate it so very much. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Brazen Bay Reviews Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Brazenly Shady. Check out the books we read during this episode. All the details are in the show notes. Well, until the next one, babes, later days.
Bye.